Welcome to the True Destiny Podcast. This is Sydney Forzik. I'm Nick Canchola. I'm David Pedreas. I'm Alain Gamas. And thanks for tuning in to the True Destiny Podcast. Hope you enjoy. to this first episode of the True Destiny podcast, where we're going to start interviewing entrepreneurs um, or people in the field of entrepreneurship who have something to share with all of us, uh, have some lessons and, and tell us about the importance of entrepreneurship. In the first episode, I, I invited uh, Toby Corey, who I met through an organization that he started called Get Virtual, which helps entrepreneurs all around the country which is an amazing uh, nonprofit that he's starting. And he's going to talk about that a little late, uh, about that more a little later in the episode. Um, to get started, I want to talk about what True Destiny does since this is our first episode. Um, True Destiny is a clothing company that I just started uh, like a, a month or so ago with the idea that we must empower entrepreneurs in order to make the world a better place. Um, at the end of the day, it's us who actually enact change. And so that's that's with the idea. That's how True Destiny started. Um, the, the product in the clothing company really just be, uh, creates a sense of belonging and creates a, a sense of unity so that people can feel identified with the message that we must help small businesses, that we must help entrepreneurs in order to make the world a better place. And we and we share this message with, with entrepreneurs. We help entrepreneurs by donating a, a percentage of our sales to nonprofits, to different organizations, to different people, to different entrepreneurs, to different small businesses, so that we can be a part of that change in helping struggling you know, small businesses going through the pandemic and both struggling small businesses that you know, the, the journey of starting a business is, is really difficult. So how can we make an impact in, in those people's lives? And so we do that by, by donating a percentage of our sales. The, the value that True Destiny adds really comes through how can we teach entrepreneurs um, more? How can we show them that you know this is a difficult path, but it's a worthwhile path? How can we show them um, different methods or different strategies that they can use um, in order to be successful? And so we do that through our True Destiny podcast right here and through our True Destiny newsletter. If you sign up to our newsletter through our website, which is truedestinyglobal.com. The first launch of products is coming um, today. It will be released. So, so go on that website and, and buy a product. Um, so here, let's get started with, uh, with uh, speaking to Toby, uh, who's been generous enough to join us. Toby, can you uh, tell us a little bit about what you do? Um, and, and, you know, your entrepreneurial side. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're going to cover a lot of ground today, but I will tell you that, uh, everything starts and stops with mindset and what you just articulated to me tells me that you have the right DNA and the right mindset to be a successful entrepreneur. So we're going to unpack a lot of this as we go on. Um, my background is mainly been in high tech. I've, uh, I loved, you know, I, I was telling you before the show started, I ended up majoring in economics. I got a minor in computer science and 
Um, I fell in love with technology during that first computer programming course that I took. I wasn't sure where it was going to go, but it just intrigued me that you could write this little application and we'd go off and be able to do some stuff running on this thing at the time. They were these big mainframes and, and mini computers, but it just captured my imagination. So I followed that path. Um, I followed my calling um, that brought me out to Silicon Valley in uh, the late 1980s. I'd been working with a high tech company that relocated me out. And then I had the opportunity to uh, start my own business uh, in 1995. And this was really around the invention of the internet. And the internet was really uh, Tim Berners Lee created two amazing pieces of technology. And they're quite simple. There was a, a communication protocol called HTTP. And then there was a presentation layer called HTML, how we could begin presenting, you know, digital information. And that was really the start of it all. And that just captured my imagination, seeing how the technology will evolve from mainframes to minis to PCs to an entirely brand new digital economy that was beginning to emerge. So myself and a kindred spirit um, had the vision to create the world's largest web development company. This was back in 1995. Uh, two guys in a 17-page business plan out knocking on doors of venture capitalists uh, after getting probably 70 or 80 no's, and this is the dumbest idea we've ever heard, uh, to finding the right investor, uh, believing in us, believing in the vision. And uh, in less than four years, we created a company that was doing a billion dollars in revenue. We had 5,000 employees operating in 17 countries around the world. We were profitable. We had a successful IPO in 1997, so two years after we started. And it was the most incredible journey and experience. And then uh, went on to go through my second IPO with SolarCity as their chief revenue officer. Uh, worked with Elon Musk at Tesla. He was also our largest shareholder and chairman of the board at SolarCity to see perhaps how today's most modern day greatest entrepreneur thinks about the world, thinks about products and thinks about businesses and thinks about entrepreneurship. That was, that was quite extraordinary. And then uh, I'm going on my 11th year teaching entrepreneurship at Stanford University and uh, most recently launched a new brand new Endeavor, Endeavor uh, getvirtual.org. Um, but that, um, that sums up the, what I would classify someone with a very restless soul. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you touched on this idea that, you know, you got a lot of no's when you were going through this process. And that's something that every entrepreneur goes through. You know, everyone is going to get at least one no. People are going to not believe in your message or in your goal and your company. What kept you going? Like what, how do you get past that no and that rejection, you know, to, yeah. to keep, uh, yeah, keep your fuel? Yeah, well, I think it all really starts with just a deep belief. And I, like you, uh, want to keep as much of destiny in my own, in my own control um, and on its own path. And for me personally, when you're working for somebody else, you're following their path, you're following their destiny. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think most importantly, you and I talked a little bit about this as well before the show, that we're all born with this infinite ability to create. We have this amazing creative power. And over time, society does a really good job of stripping you of that as you fall into, um, you fall into conformity, you fall into dogma, you do the same things. And, um, and that's how you know, largely society is structured today. And I think there's just a great opportunity to um, tap into this unbelievable infinite power that we have. But part of that really starts with, first of all, and that the vision that you have for your company or any entrepreneur has for their company, that's unique. 
Um, and most people that don't have an entrepreneurial mindset, they can't see that. So you're going to get a lot of no's or you're going to get a lot of that's a dumb idea or you're going to get a lot of I don't see that or I don't get that. Um, but entrepreneurship really starts with having that vision, having that idea um, and starting to work towards how to how to validate that. And because you're doing something brand new and there's no real playbook for it. Like if you want to go learn how to uh, fly an airplane, there's lots of great schools. There's manuals. There's simulators. You can go through that and you can learn that skill. Creativity doesn't have a manual to it, like entrepreneurship. And entrepreneurship is just code word for creative thinking. It's code word for solving a problem. It's code word for innovation. And it's code word for um, disruption. So that entails something entirely new. And uh, individuals that are following a, a certain given path of conformity don't have this mindset. They don't have that thinking. So you're going to get a lot of no's. As a matter of fact, typically the more no's you get, the more you know you're on the right path. Um, and if people are always agreeing with you, that's when I would start to be really worried. So it is going to be a tough journey. And it really de depends how you want to sort of define that. I love great challenges. And Elon Musk says this quite often, which is like the hardest problems are the ones to focus on because that's where the great value is, right? And what has he gone and done? He's completely disrupted the entire, not only automotive industry, but uh, transportation industry with an entirely new electric, green, sustainable paradigm. On top of that, he's also disrupting the entire energy markets. Who would have thought that would be possible to go up against big gas, big oil, uh, the energy companies, and the transportation industry? It just shows you what's possible. So uh, I actually find inspiration in that. It gets me going. It gets me excited. It gets me to want to prove all those naysayers wrong. Having said that, uh, the, the, the next part of that journey becomes really important in beginning to validate that idea and working towards understanding what problem you're solving or what innovation you're bringing to the market, who that's for. But you can definitely expect a lot of no's. You can expect a lot of people to tell you that you're crazy. And what true great entrepreneurs do is they, they stay tied to that vision. They stay tied to that uh, opportunity and idea that they have that 99.9% .9 of the population can't see at this time because it just exists as an idea. So what really is the power of, like, how can entrepreneurs make an impact? Because, I mean, as, as you said, it's hard and you're going to get a lot of no's and we're going to, many people are going to want to give up and, you know, stop trying. Um, but there's this power to entrepreneurship that we see in our everyday lives. You talked a little bit about Elon, right? Like he's changing the game. Um, like you said, disrupted the whole auto industry. Um, and, and he's literally making an impact in, in making the world uh, a better place. Um, you know, we, we see that in Jeff Bezos. We see that in Mark Zuckerberg. They all disrupted something and they all created, you know, something that changed the world. There's very few of those people, obviously. Um, it's hard to get to that point. But at the end of the day, they're entrepreneurs. So what is the power that these people hold? Well, I, I think the way I think about this is going to be a little bit philosophical answer to your question. So uh, and it's hard for college students to sort of understand this concept of um, this 
existence that we're sharing, right this human existence that we have, has a beginning, has a beginning and a middle and an end. And to put that in the context, as far as we know, and I actually believe it's much older than that, but the universe is, you know, many theor- um, uh, physicists believe it's about almost 14 billion years old. Planet Earth, 4.5 billion years old. So if you just start to think about your life in that context, it becomes really, really, not only small, it becomes really, really short. And if you think about the things that have really motivated you and inspire you in life, my guess is it's the challenging things that whether it was, you know, acing a test that you really had to put a lot of work into or a skill or a sport or whatever that might be, but putting that hard work and that effort into actually accomplishing something, doing the hard work, that to me is where unbelievable satisfaction and drive and opportunity exists. And the question sort of really remains is that if it were that easy, everybody would be doing it. Everyone would have their own island off the coast of Greece, right? And it does take a special person. It does take someone with a tremendous amount of focus, a tremendous amount of resolve um, and creative thinking in order to traverse uh, and and ultimately become a successful entrepreneur. But I would have you think about it this way. I think entrepreneurship is really just a mindset. What I mean by that is that as you look at the expansion and evolution of technology, uh, Mark Cuban believes that within 10 years, we could have as much as 30% unemployment rate due to technologies like machine learning, artificial intelligence, and robotics that are going to replicate a lot of this blue-collar manual labor that we have today. That's a staggering amount of unemployment. Like The repercussions of that are are pretty hard to, to really comprehend. What technology will never ever replace is human creativity. We don't even know where conscious exists. We don't even know where creativity exists. It's one of the greatest mysteries of life that makes our species so unique. So what I would sort of, the way I think about this is that having an entrepreneurial mindset is absolutely critical in whatever career you wanna pursue, whether it's in a nonprofit, a profit, whatever that might be because that's what corporations are going to value. And why not cut your teeth? Why not, if you have a vision and a passion for something and are willing to work hard for that, that presents an amazing opportunity and a learning opportunity that you're not gonna get in your classroom. You're not gonna get from a textbook. You're not gonna get from you know, uh, signing on to some webinar. So as challenging as that might be, the learning opportunity and the experience is what where the real value is. And I um, always love this, this um, one quote that I always talk about, which is like, life's not about really what you achieve or, or the goals that you reach. The, the real awesomeness of life is the journey. It's the experience. And to have that opportunity to go through that, uh, no matter where the chips might fall, presents such a unique and compelling opportunity that I will always promote. I want to see more entrepreneurship. Um, and how do we inspire more of that? And just what you're doing today is a step in the right direction because you're trying to uncover and unlock some of the secrets, some of the, the pitfalls that could be helpful. So folks that are going to be tuning into this are going to be able to get value from this as part of a content strategy and building your brand. So, um, it's, it's, it's pretty black or white. If it scares you, if you're intimidated by it, entrepreneurship's not right for you. If you love challenges and if you view setbacks more as learning opportunities versus failure, 
It's the right path to pursue. And the world needs it. The world desperately needs more entrepreneurs because we're not on a sustainable path. And if you look at the income disparity that exists, the, 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 the gap between the upper class and the middle class right now is larger than it was during the Great Depression. And just think about the repercussions, the social unrest that that starts to cause. Uh, the issues we have around climate change. Just look at our political um, system today. It's badly broken. We have the most um, divided country that I think we've ever lived in, and certainly in, in my lifetime. Think about all this, the social issues we're dealing with, um, the social injustices, and the list just goes on and on. So we're not on a great path. And do you think the existing companies out there that got us into this situation are going to solve that? Hell no. They're the wrong people because they're just perpetuating the current uh, unsustainable path that we're on today. So future generations desperately need people like you, especially young entrepreneurs that have a different vision, that aren't married into you know, understanding a certain set of dogma or conformity of how the world works. Like break the rules, step outside of that paradigm and envision something new and unique because that's what makes the world great. When there are monopolies that exist and people are buying really bad products from really bad companies, um, that, that, that perpetuates this, this really bad path that we're on. So my, my belief is, is quite different. And, the, and as long as I've done anything in my life is teach at Stanford. And I think it's exactly because of this conversation I get to have with people like yourself, Generation Z, that are hungry, that are inspirational, that have a different set of values, that see the world differently. That's what I want. How do I add, how do we add more rocket fuel into this entrepreneurial learning space so that we get more people like you to be inspired and to go change the world? And I think that the, the yield of that is going to be extraordinary. Yeah, with what you just said, really, it comes down to wanting to break, break out of this, you know, box that, that we're placed in. But when you realize that this thing that we call life, you know, was made by people like you and I, that's when, you know, the game changes. I love, <laughs> I love Gary Vaynerchuk just because he's so, you know, passionate and in the way that he speaks. And, and he talks about this too, in, in that you have to love the game and love the process because if you don't, then you're, you're going to fail. Right. But, and then not try again, but it's kind of like, an ironic idea in that if you want to be an entrepreneur, you're going to fail. And in a way you have to stop being afraid of failure so that at the end of the day and at the end of the game, at the end of the process, you win. Right. Um, so, so that's, that's an awesome idea. Yeah. Yeah. Something but, I love. Yeah. But I think you also have got to bring into it a mindset of really quite frankly, bending reality in that, you know what I, I used to wrestle in high school and college and my coach used to tell me, if you think you're going to lose that match, I can guarantee you're going to lose that match. But what goes into that? And you just hit on one of the most important aspects, which is the process, loving the process, training. Am I learning the right moves? Am I conditioning myself the right way, the right mindset and challenging myself? Do I find the hardest guy in practice to, to wrestle with or do I find the weakest guy in practice, right? And like, you can start to see that pattern really begin to emerge. As a matter of fact, one of my um, favorite interviews at Stanford, I, I, I teach a course, ETL, Entrepreneur Thought Leaders. And last quarter, last spring quarter, I got to interview Ethan Brown, the founder of Beyond Meats. And actually, Stanford just published a, a mini podcast series where 
uh, they asked me like, what was your favorite interview last year and why? And it was Ethan Brown. And he talks about how entrepreneurship is truly a process, how he got to where he got to his idea, how it went from his very early days of, of his dad owning a dairy farm and him starting to think about and looking at uh, the, uh, the um, climate change issues around with uh, eating lots of meat and, and the repercussions of that and how that played into uh, the CO2 problem that we have in our atmosphere right now. And also just the, the, for him, this, the humanity side of like, oh, which cow gets to live and which cow gets to die. But that whole story just, there was a process that got him onto this trajectory of really at the end of the day, finding beyond, founding Beyond Meat and taking that company public and creating a really great product that not only people love to buy, that's not only really healthy for them and good for the environment, but it's been a company that has had a very successful IPO. They've delivered value to their shareholders. Their employees love working there. Ethan's an amazingly talented CEO, very inspirational CEO. But there's, there's no such thing as a silver bullet. There's no such thing as I'm in the shower and I just created this amazing idea that just popped in my head. It's all a process and it's all hard work, right? And I think that the best prescription I can give folks that are interested in entrepreneurship is really three bits of advice. Number one, be intellectually curious. Have a growth mindset. Like, where are you expanding? Are you doing the same things every day? Spending so much time just looking at your LinkedIn or your Instagram or your TikTok or uh, your Facebook, or your Twitter, and literally like what value is coming out of that? Probably very little, right? Versus like, think about what new things are you doing every day or every week or every month? Am I reading new books? Am I meeting new people? Am I really expanding, right? That's what a growth mindset's all about. And that's really what sort of being intellectually curious, and that is one of the foundation hallmarks of part of this recipe of being a great entrepreneur. Secondly, it's that, and this is where you're checking this box as well. There's so many people, and you probably know a lot of them, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But they don't do it. All they do is just keep talking this, talking the game. Like, put it out there. Like, go down to the shop, work on a car engine, like, start to produce something, write some poetry, create some artwork, learn Photoshop. Like, the list is infinite of where you can begin to apply yourself to actually be a doer, because that's what entrepreneurs are. They're doers. They don't sit and say, I'm going to do X, Y, or Z. I'm going to do it next month. I'm going to do it next quarter. I'm going to do it next year. No, they roll up their sleeves and they start actually doing it. And the last component, I think, is that your generation is quite unique. And the way that I best describe it is, I think it's the most altruistic generation of all time. And having now going on my 11th year, working with and teaching students like yourself, I'm, I'm blown away with the type and, and maturity level. And I said to myself, like, why is that so? Well, part of it is that, you know, the mind of humanity sits in the palm of your hand. That's an incredibly powerful tool. The access to information that you can convert into wisdom and knowledge is un, unprecedented right now. And your generation has been able to use that in a really powerful way. Like you're on an intellectual level that prior generations weren't. And the second one, I don't really know if it's parenting or where it comes from, but this altruism, I see it reflected in almost every college student I get to interact with. Because not only, yes, of course you want to have a good life. Of course you want to be, have financial independence. But that's not the be-all, end-all. It's a much broader view, the type of person you want to come, the kind of change you want to make into the world. It's much more altruistic. And that's what's so refreshing. And for me, where 
I want to put, as I said, more rocket fuel down into college students like yourself to try to inspire more entrepreneurship because I think it's the greatest learning opportunity and it will set you up for, for great success in life. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's awesome. Um, everything that you hit on is, I think, is spot on. Um, and, and it just goes to show the, again, the power of entrepreneurship and the impact that entrepreneurs can have in, in different communities. Um, you know, it's also important to keep in mind that, yeah, we see all these big companies, right? Like Amazon, Apple, but more than 90% of companies are small businesses, right? And, and they're the ones who the coffee shop across the street, the retail store, you know, next to it, they're really the ones who, who impact our communities on, on a day-to-day basis, um, both economically and everything else. Um, so, so can you tell us a little bit about what you think is, is the importance of these, you know, small businesses? Why should people start them? Why should people embark on that journey? Um, and, and how can, you know, why should we support them and how can we support them as not the business owner? Yeah. Um, so that's a great point. So you're really teeing up what really get virtual's missions all about. And, uh, with the conversation we've been having, as you can tell, I'm really passionate about entrepreneurship. I'm really passionate about uh, working with and teaching young college students about that. And so as I've been thinking about ways to really expand that, um, intersecting with that has been, you know, I live here in Santa Cruz. It is one of the most amazing communities in the world. Yes, I love to surf. Yes, I love to mountain bike. Uh, I love the, the nonconformity uh, DNA that exists here in Santa Cruz. But the community really supports itself, probably more so than most places that I've had the opportunity to live in my life. And just think about these small businesses. There are 33 million small businesses alone in the U.S. They employ over two-thirds of all United States workers, and they drive over 44% of our GDP. And 70% of our GDP is comprised of uh, consumer spending. So these businesses, they employ people, and many of them are very philanthropic. They donate to ballet school. They donate to worthy causes when people need help in their community. They're one of the first people there to help and support. And just think about the value that they provide, that unique bookstore that you love so much or a boutique clothing store that you love so much and, or, or yoga studio that's unique, that's not a franchise operation or isn't being Walmarted or Amazon as, as we speak right now. So they're just a critical part of the fabric of our society. Some of those will maintain small. Some folks don't want to hire a lot of people. They don't want to manage a lot of people. They just want to focus on having a small community business. And there are others that want to grow up to be big businesses, employ you know, thousands or, ten, or tens of thousands of employees. But they all have a unique common thread, which is someone that had a vision, that had an idea, that did not want to go have to work for someone else or go to a company that they just had to be there because of a paycheck, because they had to pay their mortgage or some student debt or, or whatever that might be. So these small businesses are really, really critical. And every single business has started off that way. Hewlett Packard started out with a couple guys in their garage, right? Google started out in some garage in, in, in Palo Alto. And Facebook and Apple with Steve Wozniak and, uh, or, um, uh, Wozniak and, and Jobs, right? They all start that way. And so the, the more that we can support these businesses and understand the value that they bring, the better off society is going to be at the end of the day. And a matter of fact, you know, we're also talking about one of my favorite companies. And I, the expression I like to use is like this, 
is a company that can walk and shoot up. This is what a modern 21st century company looks like. I'm going to use Patagonia, for example. Uh, the brand's revered by the customers. Customers love that product. Number one, they're a B Corp. They're a benefit corp. So they go through a fairly exhaustive um, certification of their supply chain. That they're actually using material that isn't uh, exploiting Earth's natural resources or contributing to climate change. Uh, they make sure and vet their labor, that they're not exploiting any human labor in, in third world countries. So they really begin to really um, you know, walk the walk, as I like to say, but it, it doesn't stop there. He said in 1985, I'm going to take 2% of my net revenue, not my profit, my net revenue, and I am going to park that off my balance sheet. I'm going to fund um, environmental organic activism, environmental activism. That fund has now crossed over $90 million. So the brand is revered. The customers love the product. Go on Glassdoor. The employees love working there. They feel well compensated. They have flexible hours. They feel valued there. Their shareholders have been rewarded many times over. It's been a great return on investment. And by the way, they actually care about planet Earth. That money, instead of going into driving a, a, a multiple off their PE, they've decided to make that contribution to society, right? You can actually, you can dominate your market. Your employees can love working there. Your customer brand can be revered and you can actually do something to help benefit society. Matter of fact, Jacinda Arden put together another outstanding um, uh, uh, budget, the first of its kind called the well-being budget. She's the prime minister down in New Zealand. I think it's been adopted by Finland, um, Iceland, and maybe a couple other countries, but it's all about this aspect of, of being human and society and how do we benefit society and humanity. That's just that extraordinary thinking. That's what changes the world. And that's what I think your generation has this opportunity to do thing on a scale we've never seen before. Yeah, I, I, I think that's great, Toby. And I completely agree with you. And, and really, that's the power of entrepreneurship, the power to impact things. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about this process, about this journey and, and the impact that people can have. And I think that's a, a great note to end on um, and a great message uh, for people to stick with. Um, and for everyone tuning in, thank you for listening. Uh, Toby, thank you for joining us today. And and I hope that, you know, right now you go on truedestinyglobal.com and, and you sign up for, you know, our newsletter to receive updates on new podcasts so that you can keep learning from some of the best like Toby and and just gain some new knowledge um, and, and, and join this movement towards supporting um, this world of entrepreneurship and small businesses who are really the core uh, of what we are. And so thank you, Toby. Yeah, I love it. The only uh, request I have is that when you get your clothing up and running, a uh, large t-shirt for me would be great. <laughs> you got it. You got it. It's going your way. <laughs> All right, brother. You have a good thank one. You. Thank you so much for the opportunity to speak to your audience. I'm going to be watching you closely. I love the idea. I love where you're going with it. Um, rock on, man. Great. Thanks. Bye.